Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 16th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. Steve, Chris Holtman, and the basketball Buckeyes, of course, landed five-star point guard DJ Carton over the weekend. Um, number two point guard in the country in the 2019 class. Number 21 overall player. A young man out of the state of Iowa. Um, I'm going to ask you about how Ohio State ended up landing him. But first, do you think the listeners, it was pretty much a meteoric rise for this young man. Was it because of the AAU circuit and all that? Just talk about his rise from maybe a you know, a guy that was thought of as a good recruit to a guy that became one of the top recruits in the country. Yeah, it's been an exciting, I think, spring and summer for DJ Cardi's from Bettendorf, Iowa. And uh, people would say, well, why wouldn't he go to Iowa? He's only lived in Iowa for the past three years, so he's not a, a born and bred Iowan, as they would say. Uh, did visit Indiana and Michigan here recently, and then Ohio State. I don't know that anybody had ever crystal balled him to Ohio State until midday on Saturday when, it's a funny story, I was playing in a golf outing, and uh, Ryan, or, uh, Brian Snow our recruiting expert uh, called me and said, get a story ready because D.J. Carton is going to go to Ohio State. And thankfully, he was using the Tipton Edits people to put together his graphic or whatever, and it took him 45 minutes or an hour. So I had a little bit of lead time, and I'm sitting there at the golf outing writing the story, getting it ready to go. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we're all anxiously watching his Twitter feed, and then it dropped. And so we were able to post our story uh, once he had dropped it. We were not going to preempt uh, his uh, announcement because that has typically been, I think, in 98% of the cases, been our MO to, to wait for the kid to. to uh, but it was very curious that Jeff Rab Johns, our compatriot over at Indiana, who uh, stirred up a little bit of dust about uh, Holtman abandoning Carton on his visit and uh, going down to Georgia. Uh, you know, do they that which led rise to speculation? Does Ohio State really want him? He's Indiana all the way, and uh, you know he he did have to tweet out a half hour before the announcement came down that that his prediction was now Ohio State. So you know, thanks Jeff for that. But at any rate, um, great kid. Uh, people are asked, well, he doesn't sign until November. Uh, would he change his mind? It seems unlikely that he would. And, uh, you know, he played very well at the NBA Players Association Top 100 camp. Uh, he did outstanding there. I want to say he was at one of the Team USA tryouts for either the, probably the 17U team and did very well there and was cut. Uh, I mean, it was, it was crazy. You would get tweets and reports every day, well, DJ Carton did well again. And by the end of the thing, you know, they cut it from 35 down to 18, down to 12 players. And he made the cut to 18, but did not make the cut down to 12, I believe. And, you know, if somebody plays that great in the tryout, why don't you just put them on the team? But, again, as we know, those things are all predetermined by Nike or whoever, <laughs> uh, you know, by player ranking. So, in reputation and who do you know, that type thing. So, even a great tryout didn't put him on the Team USA. But, uh, 
he is a guy who uh, has great anticipation. He can uh, take over a game when he has to and score points in bunches. And uh, he has made a humongous jump, the people say, who have watched him week in and week out. Strength and athleticism, really worked hard. Uh, He's about 6'2", in that range, Um, will attack the rim, and also an outstanding uh, defender as well. So uh, they're getting the full uh, combination, it sounds to me, at the point guard position. I think people are excited. Um, You know, Chris Holtman and his staff have done a great job of solidifying the backcourt. I mean, they put the band-aids on it by getting Keyshawn Woods uh, from Wake Forest as a transfer for one year, and then C.J. Walker as a transfer from Florida State for the following two years. But now they've added the depth that they need. Uh, obviously, uh, Carton has one more year of high school left, but uh, theoretically he and Walker will play uh, you know, one behind the other or side-by-side side at times even. Uh, the following two years, which is exciting. So, And, of course, they had the guards they took this year with uh, Luther Muhammad, Dwayne Washington. So uh, they're looking good. And for 2020, they've got offers out to Dominic Penn, Zeb Jackson, who's a high-scoring guard. I'd say Penn's a one and Jackson's a two. And so, um, you know, I would think they're going to land one or both of them for 2020 as well. I'm going to ask you one more question about DJ Carton, and we'll move on to more basketball recruiting. And then we'll talk some football. Don't worry, football fans, we're going to get to some football. But um, big, big, huge weekend for basketball. Um, explain to the listeners, you know, what Ohio State did in this recruitment, you know, what they were able to – how they were able to really get a relationship with this young man and how they were able to sell him from what you've been able to gather, just the outstanding recruiting job that Chris Holtman and his staff did. Well, I think they're great relationship people. I think it starts there. Uh, Holtman, Peden, Shragi, Terry Johnson, they're people who will look you in the eye, shake your hand, and talk to you as a human being. They're not there to sell you a bill of goods, it does not seem. And, uh, you know, they make it a very much hands-on approach. I think they built this relationship starting from their time at Butler and uh, carried it over a year ago when they moved to Ohio State. I thought was very interesting. I asked some people around the program, you know, what's up with Holman leaving town? And they said, well, the kid wanted to uh, spend time with the players. So it was perfect timing on Thursday for Coach Holman to leave town and go down and watch some day games. And they said, yeah, the, the players took him to the water park. And I said, oh, my goodness, the water park, you know, just for fun time during the day. And when he said water park, I was like, I think that may sense this, because Bloomington and Ann Arbor, to my knowledge, don't have water parks. So go Zumbezi Bay. Wait, wait to go Zumbezi Bay. Yeah, yeah, I think Holtman needs to buy a lifetime pass to Zumbezi Bay for this. So uh, I think the other thing is when he got back, there was a tweet from Joey Lane with he and Holtman, and they were standing on the sidewalk on High Street, obviously in front of, one of those great restaurants there on the cap. And guess what, guys? Bloomington and Ann Arbor ain't got that either. So I think sometimes, you know, it's a personal approach, but it's also I think the city sold itself, that this is a cosmopolitan city that's got things to do for, you know, kids who are 18 to 21 years old and great amenities like, you know, Hyde Park or, or uh there's, another, there's there's three or four great restaurants down there. Everybody knows what I'm talking about by the convention center. But uh, it was obvious that's where they went to dinner. They went to they the dinner the night before was at Chris Holtman's house with the entire team and DJ Carton. 
So that'll just tell you. I mean, they, they put the personal touch on this thing from start to finish. I think, uh, you know, Beeline, what he's done at Michigan, they were in the championship game for the second time this past year. That's great. they got a great program going. Archie Miller's trying to get a restart going there to Indiana. We'll see how that goes. But uh, you got Jerome Hunter, who everybody says is going to be a monster there at Indiana. But right now Ohio State is competing, and I think it's fun that uh, these Big Ten schools, you know, some well, so at some point somebody's going to break through. And Ohio State is starting to position itself as the team that could break through and win the Big Ten's first national championship since 2000 with Michigan State. Uh, the Buckeyes are putting uh, players in position. And, and I know one thing we wanted to touch on, who else it would be, E.J. Liddell uh, from Illinois is probably target number one for this team. He's a six-seven power forward. He, by his own admission, he and Alonzo Gaffney would be outstanding together because Gaffney's probably more of a three and Liddell would be more of a four. So in this class, you'd be covering the one, the three, and the four, and I think that's pretty good. I think Gaffney could also play the four if he had to, but, uh, yeah, I think Gaffney's going to be in town this week. Uh, All-Ohio hosts the Nike Summer Championship out on the east side. All-Ohio Red will be there, so if anybody wants to see Gaffney in action, we'll try and get the times and the dates for that. I know Liddell's uh, friend and former high school teammate, young man that was a senior at his high school this year, going to Wright State, a kid named Malachi Smith. They won the state title out there in Illinois. So maybe that'll help. I'll be all buddy an hour down the road if he goes to Ohio State. But just exactly. elaborate on elaborate a little bit on EJ Liddell. Do you think um, is Ohio State the leader right now? Who is Missouri, Illinois? Who's maybe the biggest threat to Ohio State? Dave, I talked to him. He was on campus for an unofficial visit uh, a few weeks back, and when I talked to him, he said he had no plans to make visits anywhere else. But Missouri is pushing really hard. Kansas State, Iowa, Illinois, Illinois in particular, you know, they are in desperate need of talent to try and jumpstart that program. They've been down for the last five years or so, and uh, I think Underwood is the coach there, and he's working really hard uh, to to try and push for Liddell. I think Missouri is going to work really hard as well. I think uh, he is coming to Ohio State for an official visit. He's got it scheduled. This just came out this past weekend, September the 1st when the Ohio State football team opens up against Oregon State, he will be on campus. So he'll be one of those smiling, happy people down on the track at about 11.30 before the game. And uh, he's going to get a full idea of the scope and the size and uh, the uh, reach of the Ohio State University when he is among the 105,000 people or however many show up singing the Carmen Ohio uh, before the uh, First game of the Ohio State football season, that ought to make a pretty good impression, I think, on E.J. Liddell. And I think they got to take him to the water park, too. Yeah, it's still uh, Labor Day weekend, Dave. On Sunday, they should still be open and then close on Monday, you know, or at least go to limited, uh, it would be limited, uh, you know, just weekends. But I think on Sunday, they should be wide open. Well, let's check the hours on that. I bet they're open 11 to 7 on that Sunday. If not, Chris Holden needs to pull some strings and get them to open. Uh, that might be an NCAA violation. Don't, don't do that. Turn the water on. Turn the water on, yeah. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Uh, let's let's uh, finish the talk of the football. Um, Big Ten media days kick off a week from today in Chicago. Ohio State's all of its obligations are a week from tomorrow. So July 24th, yeah, next Tuesday, all of Ohio State's stuff. I, I just want to talk about the wide receivers on today. So this is – this group of wide receivers, Steve, is the deepest, most veteran group of wide receivers I can remember at Ohio State. I mean, they've got 
a trio of fifth-year seniors, you know, with Johnny Dixon and Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin. I mean, they've got a fourth-year junior in K.J. Hill. They've got guys, I still think of young guys, juniors, Austin Mack and Ben Victor, that are not young guys anymore. I mean, those guys, so all the six that I mentioned, the top six are all juniors, fourth-year juniors or fifth-year seniors. Then they got C.J. Saunders in there. He's a fourth-year junior. He's listed as a senior, but he's actually a fourth-year junior. I think C.J. Saunders has to play, but he's the seventh guy right now. they got other talent behind him. Um, what do you make of this wide receiving core? I think it's very exciting. I think you've got uh, guys who still have things that they want to prove. Um, you know, one thing that I, I hope that they, that they would get away from is the pigeonholing of guys as you're the H, you're the split in, you're the flanker. Because I think Paris Campbell and K.J. Hill are two of their top three or four receivers, and they've got them both at the H. Now, it did work out last year because Paris Campbell was in and out of the lineup. And, and maybe this is how they want it because there's so much running involved with that H. Uh, position, um, but I think uh, those two guys, uh, K.J. Hill was their best all-around receiver, in my opinion, last year. Paris Campbell, probably the most dynamic, a guy that could take a short play and turn it into a big play. Uh, Terry McLaurin caught the deep ball against Wisconsin, and I was down there on the sideline with Matt Andrews, who does the sideline reporting uh, for the uh, Cotton Bowl against USC, and they just screwed around. They got ahead 17 to nothing. I think there was a pick six there. Did Webb have a pick six to make it like 17 to nothing? Something along those lines, or a fumble, I don't recall, but they were ahead 17 to nothing. They're messing around with USC, and I'm like, go over the top to Terry McLaurin and end this farce. And they never did, and I just don't understand it. I mean, if you've got a guy that's got that kind of speed, why you're not throwing to him over the top once a, once a quarter? doesn't make any sense to me. Johnny Dixon was a guy... I mean, some of the touchdowns Johnny Dixon scored, you just sit there and you scratch your head because, like, he would just, like, they would spread the field out. He would find a seam where there was nobody and get behind the defender where there was nobody. He's had all these health issues. You wouldn't think he's got the athleticism to beat people deep or or do this or whatever. But uh, for some reason, all the guy does is score touchdowns. And, you know, he's a veteran, knows, knows the little tricks and trades of the uh of you know he may be their best technician i don't know but uh, he trailed off at the end of the year he was hurt ben victor is a guy who's got nfl ability he's like randy moss and or an nfl body i guess i don't know about ability if they can get him open in the red zone uh he could he could honestly score 10 or 12 touchdowns if dwayne haskins or tate martell are on top of their game He's a guy, but is he an NFL wide receiver? Heavens, no, he is not. Because between the 20s, he doesn't make very many plays at all. So they got to round out his game and get him going to where he can be a 40, 50 catch a year guy. Austin Mack is kind of, I think, a more explosive version of K.J. Hill. I think he's an all-around receiver who can do some great things. Uh, but Hill, to me, has got the best hands. And uh, then you got Jalen Harris waiting in their wings. You mentioned C.J. Saunders. Uh, Elijah Gardner is a guy down the line who may pay off one day. But, again, he's buried behind so many people. And then you're adding Jalen Gill, Cameron Babb, uh, Blue Smith, and Chris Olave, I think, are all part of this. And you had Cameron Brown, too, although he may be lining up uh, as a defensive back to start his career. So it is uh, – 
exciting. I mean, you've got, as you said, as deep a group. I'm looking at my list. They put Saunders on scholarship. That's four, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen guys for three spots at wide receiver. I think they got they got enough to fill out a four deep and even a, maybe a five deep at one of those positions. Great stuff, as always, from Steve Hellwagon. Thank you for the wisdom, Steve, and thank you all listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best day band in the land. Five, five, five.